Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is your friendly Pinhead198 back with another episode, finally, after a long hiatus. Our last one was the Video Game Awards, and we're doing another one that is closing out 2022, the best of everything. What I saw, what I enjoyed, what I didn't enjoy so much. And if you have any, you could uh, tell me in the comment section. You can give me some questions that you'd like to ask me. However, some people will love the shows that I didn't like, and some people will agree with me. Some people will completely disagree with me. I don't know. Some people will love the movies I didn't like. Some people will love the movies I hated. Some people will hate the movies I enjoyed. I don't know. We'll see. But we're going to go over the list. We're going to drink a little bit because, you know, it's been a long, long work week. And that's why I've been gone for so long. I got a new job at a plant as an update. I'm working at a plant where I work every day. It's not even every day. It's every night from 7 or, excuse me, 6 in the evening to 4 in the morning. So I get very exhausted. But one of my New Year's resolutions is to do more of this podcast that I'm doing here in 2023. There's going to be far more episodes at a faster rate. You know, not not every day, but it's going to be a lot more consistent than it has been in 2022. That's one thing I am going to promise to those that are still listening. That being said, let's get into it. We'll start off with the worst TV because the best of TV and worst of TV because I didn't watch a lot of TV this year, even in the time that I was unemployed or when I had a job and I did. This year was a long year and I forgot a lot of stuff and I remembered a lot of stuff. I I remember the best and I remember the ones I hated the most. We'll start off with what I hated the most. This year. Right off the bat, and it's no surprise, I hated Jonathan Cena and The Peacemaker. There's some people that are raving about how good this show was. It was fucking trash. It was it was childish. It was absolute garbage. And it's not because I don't like John Cena. The show was just fucking infantile. It, it was not fun. The 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 humor was cringe, edge lord bullshit. And it just got old real quick. So, Peacemaker... And these aren't in any... I'll say what I hated the most. But throughout this entire list, it's not like top ten, number nine, the Peacemaker, number eight, such and such. Like It's not going to be like that, but I will tell you what I hated the most when we get to the line. Another show that I didn't like that a lot of people enjoyed... Some people enjoyed and some people agree with me. The Terminalist. The Terminalist was fucking... It felt like poor man's Jack Bauer 24 back in 2024, or 2004. This is a show that I would have seen in 2004. This show reminds me of a show I would have seen in 2004 that would have copied 24 and Alias and all these shows that were coming out, but would have been a fucking far more poor version of it. That I just wouldn't have enjoyed. I would be like, oh, that's like 24. That's like Alias. Only, it's not as good. The Terminal, I like Chris Pratt, but this show was so fucking boring. It was it was almost a waste of my time. 
I can't believe I finished it, and I'm glad I did, but I'm also glad I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that I didn't, or I did finish it, excuse me, because this show was boring, and it was uninspired, the terminal list was trash, now we're getting into shows that I actually hated, Halo, Halo was garbage, I'll leave it at that, um, I almost made this my number one, but She-Hulk was fucking trash as well. It, it tries way too hard to be funnier than it really is. It is very cringe. And there's some there's some bad shows on Disney Plus like Willow and especially the Book of Boba Fett, but nothing compares to the cringe level that is She-Hulk. She-Hulk is one of the worst shows on the platform, and it's one of the worst shows of the of this of the year. But there's only one show that was far worse, and I should have expected it because you guys can't do video game adaptations in Hollywood, which makes me worried about tomorrow night's premiere of The Last of Us. But there's only one show. That was worse than She-Hulk, and that was Netflix's Resident Evil. That film, that show was fucking trash. It was utterly horrid. I've never been more disgusted with a show in my entire life than what I saw with Netflix's Resident Evil. It was garbage, and it should have never been greenlit. I don't understand how it got away with what it got away with, but there you go. Next up, we're going to talk about the best of TV like I said, once again, I'll get into the order of what I really enjoyed, but my favorite shows this year were The Old Man. Christian Harloff made a comment about with with his, when he put because he put it in his best of TV, and I agree. He he made a uh, an an analogy of it's like Jack Bauer if you got to see him in his older years, and I think that's actually a perfect analogy. It's Jeff Bridges was fantastic. I understand the show ended abruptly because Jeff Bridges had health problems. So normally I might have docked it a little bit more, but Jeff Bridges had health problems and they had to stop abruptly. But what we get out of it is far more fantastic than what we've gotten out of a lot of the other shows that we've seen this year, the ones I just mentioned. In in its small run being abruptly ended, it was still better than a lot of your shows that got a full run that was still fucking trash. The Old Man is fantastic. <clears throat> Atlanta, I enjoyed. It wasn't perfect, but I enjoyed how it ended the series. Um, rather, I a part of me hates the end, but a part of me really loves it, leaving it open ended. If it was a dream or if it was really reality, but I enjoyed Atlanta this year. Excuse me, I had to take a little drink. Next was Wednesday. I I, I had a blast with this show. I was very surprised. That Wednesday was as good as it was. I, I fucking love Wednesday. And I can't wait for season two. It has finally been officially greenlit. It took lo- too long. Even though it didn't really. But we will get a season two. Love it. Love it. Love it. Jenny Ortega is fantastic. And the, cameo- and the cameos from Christina Ricci. Who actually gets a, 
without spoiling it for those who haven't seen it, gets a good chunk of meat and there's a nice little twist with her being in it. Gwendolyn Christie is awesome to see always. I love her. Always going to love her from Game of Thrones and even as Captain Phasma and the Star Wars films that aren't over the moon, but I had a great time with it. Loved it. So this is where I'll get into the... Let's see. I'll get into... So the next one I'll mention... No, I'll get into my top. So my top right now, the next one will be Andor. It will be from 4. So I'm going to look at 1, 2... Yeah, so Andor would be number 4 on my list if I was going to... Like, Andor is fantastic. had a great time watching it. And I'm not even a over-the-top Star Wars fan. I'm, I'm a Star Trek guy, and we're going to get into that. But my, my number 4 is Andor for sure. Had a, had, had a great time. Great, great time with that. Number three would definitely be Cobra Kai. Um, that one was hard for me, but Cobra Kai, there's two other shows that I enjoyed just slightly more, not by much, but Cobra Kai Season 5 was fucking fantastic. The shit they did with Terry Silver, you think, oh, because Cobra Kai Season 4 I wasn't over the moon by. I think I still think Cobra Kai season three is the weakest season, but Cobra Kai season four, they kind of you're like, uh, and then Cobra Kai season five bangs it the fuck out, and you're like, okay, I understand now. It makes you actually appreciate Cobra Kai season four a little bit more, and makes you enjoy it. That's why Cobra Kai season five is so fantastic, because it makes you appreciate what they were setting up in season four, and they hammer it home. In season five, I was hoping this would be the end because they ended it perfectly, especially with Terry Silver's character. But they have a cliffhanger again with Crease, so there will probably be a season six once everything's all said and done and contracts are signed. This, that, and the third. But Cobra Kai, as of where it stands, is one of my—it's my favorite season next to the second season because season two was fantastic. Season one is awesome. Season 2 is one of my all-time favorites. This is probably my new favorite season because they just wrap up everything for the exception of the cliffhanger that they give you, the minor cliffhanger. But overall, Season 5 was fantastic. And that brings me to... This one was hard because... I, 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 I dipped and dived between the two, but I had to... And I know a lot of people are giving House of the Dragon number one. I do as well. But before we get to that, Star Trek Strange New Worlds was fantastic. It is my second favorite show of the entire year. It it just, it brought back Star Trek. It it brought back Star Trek to where it should be. Fuck Discovery and Picard. It brought it back to where we have been lacking since Deep Space Nine. And there's a lot of Deep Space Nine. Like, talk about original next generation. There's a lot of... There's there... Those those are there, but there's also a lot of Deep Space Nine feels to it. And I fucking had a blast. 
But obviously my number one show was House of the Dragon because it just, it made up for what was a completely lackluster piece of shit Game of Thrones finale. We don't have to get into that. We'll get on that to another time, but though that 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 was my that was my all time favorite of this year. And with that, we get into the best and the worst films of twenty twenty two. In my opinion, in my opinion, we'll start off with the with the grot before we get into the good. Worst films of 2022, in my opinion, and I'm going to get into the ones that I hated the most. We're going to do the same thing. We're going to get into the ones that I absolutely despise the most before I get into the ones, or after I get into the ones that I just went, "Eh, you know, it doesn't matter. The ones that didn't really matter to me that I thought were pretty bad were X. I, I didn't like it. And Pearl, I thought Pearl was overrated. Everybody's raving about how great that... Mia Goth is fantastic in both of those films. I'm not taking that away, and I agree with people when they talk about that. But the overall arcs and the storytelling of both films is fucking overrated trash, and I hated it. I absolutely hated it, especially for the horror films, the supposed horror in the horror community. I hated them. I hated them. I wouldn't say I hated them, I just... I was indifferent, and I I hate the overhyping of these films. They're not as good as every. It's it becomes pretentious at a point to where you just don't understand. I understood the film. They just weren't as good as you guys thought they were, but I don't hate them. I I retract that because we're getting into the ones I hate. Nope was another one that I didn't hate. It was just very disappointing. I. I thought it was just Jordan Peele's better than this, and it was another film that I don't hate. I just I thought it was it was one of the most mediocre worst films, if we can understand that. Another one is Crimes of the Future. I was on the borderline of hating this film because I was so excited to see that David Cronenberg was coming back and this is the best that he gave us. And it's just pretentious. I'm so sick of fucking pretentious films. And th- and you want to talk... This is pretentious body horror. The body horror is fantastic in this. I will give it that. The visual... The, the practical effects and the, the practical visual body horror effects are fucking fantastic. That I'll give them. The story, however, is pretentious garbage. And it's some of the worst shit I've seen in a long time. Black Adam is another one that I did not hate. But I I just thought it was one of the worst films of the year. Because of the pacing. The pacing was fucking trash. It is some of the worst pacing that I've seen in a long, long time. And that it's just why it made me not like it. Now we're going to get into the films that I absolutely hated. And I mean, I hated them with a passion. We got one, two, three, four, five, six. So we'll go from six up. Starting at number six, Don't Worry Darling. I thought this film was another pretentious, overblown, dumbass film that was unnecessary to be made. Florence Pugh was awesome in it, but that's about it. And watching her get her box eaten by 
an, an absolutely horrible actor, t Harry Styles. Don't quit your day job, buddy. Keep being a pop artist because as an actor, you're fucking grot. Stay in the fucking corner if you're going to do that because you're a terrible actor. Don't worry, darling, is number six. Number five is The Woman King. I thought this film was another one of these just virtue signaling pieces of shit that are it's virtuous it's virtue signaling for no reason and if you actually look into the history of this of this clan it's a little racist <laughs> like they're trying to tell you that you're racist for not seeing this film going to see this film if you support this film you're racist and you support slavery you support one of the most egregious historical documented versions of slavery next to American slavery. So if you supported this film, you love racism. That's all I'll say about that without getting too political. And the performances were fucking terrible from great actresses. All the actresses in this movie were fucking, they're top tier, fantastic actresses. So uh, maybe that's the script and the actor and the actors in it were terrible. John Boyega was fucking horrid. And he's a talented man. Like, I don't. It has to be the writing because there was all top tier actors in this, and this fucking movie was terrible. This movie was horrid. That's number six. But now we get into the more offensive movies. Starting off with number five, Jeepers Creepers Reborn. I'm not going that far into depth with this. This movie was gonna be, <gasps> excuse me, was gonna be fucking trash. Fuck Jeepers Creepers Reborn. That's all I can say. Number four. I feel like I'm missing something here. No. Number four. And this is a surprise. But it was Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Anything with Pete Davidson is trash. But beyond that, this movie was fucking grot. And the twist ending was fucking stupid. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody that might want to see it, even though you don't deserve this kind of punishment. But it was fucking garbage. Number three. Blonde. The Anna de Armas. You can't even call it the Marilyn Monroe film because they don't even technically call it that in the movie. We we honestly we know it's Marilyn Monroe, but they don't even want to. They even give a side character. It, this movie was trash and it and it was exploited. I I hated this movie with a passion. Anna De Armas deserves better than this. And who and the director? You should be. You shouldn't be shot, but you should you should get your teeth busted out of your fucking mouth for making this egregious, exploitive fucking piece of shit. Marilyn's been dead for decades. Enough is enough with digging up her grave and bashing her in the head. And just enough is enough. This movie made me sick to my stomach, literally. And I and I've watched a lot of terrible horror films, like terrible vomit-inducing horror films, and they're not as grotesque as this piece of shit. Fuck blonde. But that leaves us to the top two, and the top two go with Halloween Ends. Halloween Ends was the one of the worst, except for the number one, and we'll get into that. Halloween Ends was one of the worst fucking false advertisement pieces of shit that I have seen in a very long time. I am so sick and fucking tired 
of people using subverting expectations for lazy fucking writing. You're not subverting expectations. You're just not doing your fucking job. You're a lazy writer. You're terrible directors. And you're horde producers. Stop using subverting expectations. That old tagline. To make up an excuse for your shitty writing and directing skills. Third graders writing a fucking term paper on Harry Potter books could have done a better job at writing and producing something than you motherfuckers did with this film. It was false advertisement. And quite frankly, if anybody ever is bold enough to sue, because now you can start suing the companies for false advertisement, apparently... Someone should sue the entire Blumhouse company and David Gordon Green for making absolute fucking dreck. You should be ashamed of yourselves. And the only reason why you're not number one is because I saw a far more offensive piece of shit called Dashcam. Dashcam was the worst film of the fucking year. I've never been more enraged with a character that was supposed to be the protagonist and we're supposed to I don't know I guess we're supposed to relate with her she's an ultra MAGA conservative but even even by those standards it's over the top and it's not even realistic to an ultra MAGA conservative because I've seen some we've all seen them this is not even realistic to that, and especially when you consider she's not even in America. She's in another fucking country. She's in the United. She's in Europe. She's in the United Kingdom, if I'm not mistaken. I wasn't paying very much attention because the fuck she got annoying real fucking quick. This movie was horrid, and it's another Blumhouse. It's another Blumhouse blister. Further proving that it's about the bag for this motherfucker than it is about the actual quality. Fuck Dashcam. It was the worst film of the year. And anybody involved, you should be ashamed of yourself. And and especially the girl, the douchebag that you are. Just stick to your music because you're a shit actress and you're an obnoxious bitch. Sorry, but that's the way it is. We'll move on to the best of 2022. Now that I'm a little agitated by such an obnoxious cocksucker. (laughs) The best of 2022. And I'm not even going to go into what I just did. I'm just going to label off the list of what I really enjoyed. Number one, uh, The Batman. I love the Batman. I it grew on me. Matt Reeves the Batman. I, at first, I wasn't over the moon about it. I didn't love it that much, but now that I've watched it multiple times, I actually see it for what it is, and I I love the Batman. Number two, the Barbarian. And these aren't the best of like what I thought was. The, these are just in the order of what I've written. Barbarian was a fantastic horror movie. I love that film, and I hate Justin Long. But I fucking love this film. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was... This is how you make horror movies. This is... Eh. Honestly, if I had to pick, I'd put this on a top tier. And it's probably my favorite horror movie of the year. Because this is how you make horror movies. This is how you actually truly subvert expectations. Where you actually put people down the line. And you go, oh, I see this coming. I see this coming. And then it goes... Ah! Nope, we're going left. And then you go left and you go, oh, I see this coming. And I said, nope, we're going right. 
this movie does this throughout the entire film until you get to the climax of the film. And I'm not going to talk about it without spoiling it until some people have not seen it. But this was a fantastic film. I cannot rave enough about Barbarian. If you have not seen it, go see it. It's on HBO Max, especially if you have HBO Max. It is a must. This film was fucking amazing. Loved it. Number three, I have everything, everywhere, all at once. Michelle, I'm glad she won the Golden Globe. I didn't even watch the Golden Globes, but I know she won the Golden Globe, and I'm glad she did. Michelle was fantastic. This movie was fantastic. I had a great time, and the reason why I'm speeding up is because I have a limited time. I don't want to make this a two-hour-long episode, so... I'm just saying she was fantastic. The supporting cast was fantastic. And seeing Short Round from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, my all-time favorite Indiana Jones film, fuck Raiders, fuck The Last Crusade. It's the Temple of Doom all day, every day. And seeing Short Round as an older man and seeing him in this film as Michelle's husband, if I'm not mistaken, it's been a while. Fucking loved it, loved it, loved it. Loved this film and she earned it. Number four, The Black Phone. Ethan Hawke was fan another, uh, once again, another way to do horror films. It, part of it was predictable, but they turned that shit on their head. And with Ethan Hawke's performance, it just made this film. Uh, this is, just like Barbarian, this is one I want to put in my collection. I love The Black Phone. Number five, Prey. Um, we've had the doldrums, and I heard someone say that this was overrated, and maybe you could say that, but we've, we've been in the doldrums of the Predator films and the Alien films, God, they've been terrible, but Prey was actually a return to form, there were some things I was like, eh, but overall, Prey was fucking fantastic. Number six, Terrifier 2, this Movie was fantastic. I loved the brutality of this film. It's nothing. It's nothing big. It's nothing. It's not breaking. It's just a perfect, brutally violent slasher film. Art the Clown. Now, in my opinion, I know a lot of people didn't like the first one, but I loved the first one. And I even liked All Hallows Eve, the where we were introduced to Art the Clown. Art the Clown should now be established as a fucking horror movie villain icon. Like He should be right up there with Jason, Freddy, Pinhead, Tallman, Chucky, Michael, Leprechaun, all of them. Pumpkinhead, even the most obscure, Pumpkinhead, the Killer Clowns. He needs to be in there because he earned his fucking horror movie villain status in Terrifier 2. Gotta give it up to Art the Clown. Love that fucking movie. And I want to add that one. And speaking of one that I really, really want to add to my collection, Top Gun Maverick at number seven. Uh, me and my mom both. I actually saw this with my mom. And she she's a big, 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 big fan of the first Top Gun. And she loved this movie even more. And so did I because I never was a huge fan of the original Top Gun. But... I am glad that I've seen it, and she loved this even more. So that's a testament right there. Great. This is the perfect sequel to a film that 
you know, whether you loved it or hated it, this 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 is a perfect sequel. Caring about the characters from the original and actually adding in new characters without making them complete garbage. We, uh, I love this film. It was fucking fantastic. It might have been my movie of the year, but I don't know if I had to pick. I know I was. I said I wasn't gonna do. If I had to pick, it would have been between that movie and Batman, because I'm talking about overall. If we were actually, it was. It would be a, a four way dance between Barbarian, Batman, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and Top Gun Maverick. Because that and I can't even pick which my favorite one was because they were all 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 those films were good, but I loved them. Number eight would be Thirteen Lives. It's the it's the story about the Thailand cave, the soccer team that got trapped in the cave. It it was fantastic. If you've seen the documentary, you'll love this film. Number nine was RRR. I love this film. Thank you, Kuya. If you hear this, thank you, my brother. My brother from Filmmaker Mike and the Boys. That movie was fantastic. I had a blast with it. The music, the choreography, the fighting, the action, everything. It was over the top. It was perfect. Everything I loved about it. Number nine would definitely be... So let's see. One, two, three, four. Oh, so we get into... Num- this actually would technically be number ten. Yeah, this would be number 10 in Scream 5. Scream 5 shocked the shit out of me. I I had a blast with this film. Absolutely had a blast with this film. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. And we'll get into that next. What on my most anticipated. But I am looking forward to Scream 6 now because of it. Absolutely, absolutely fucking love that fucking movie. It was a blast. Next up, we'll get into my best albums of the year. These are the things, and then we'll finish it off with most anticipated and wrap this uh, episode up. But my best albums of the year, these were hard to do because I listened to a lot of music. I I almost went past 10. I almost went into like 15, but I, I tapered it off. This one I will do the top and say what my top was. So number 10 was Blackpink and it's not even an album, it's an EP. It's called Born Pink. There's a lot of great songs on there and I'm not like a K-pop fan, but I'm becoming a fan of theirs cuz they got a lot of swag and a lot of attitude. So they're like uh they're like K-pop Spice Girls, if you if you ask me. Each one of them has their own little, you know, little thing that they do, and we'll go off of that. So number ten was that album. Number nine was Disturbed's Divisive. I know a lot of people did not like this album, but I ha- I highly enjoyed it. I thought it was a fantastic album. I thought it was a return to. F- Excuse me, I thought it was a return to form. Their last album was fucking trash, Evolution or whatever it was. I hated that album. I think this is a return to form. Highly enjoyed it. 
there's some great tracks on there. You can seek it out for yourself. I'm not going to go over an entire dissertation. I'm just going to tell you what I like. So number 10 was Blackpink. Number 9 was Disturbed. Number 8 is Arch Enemy, Deceivers. Love that album. It was brutal. Fucking insane. And I can't wait for the next Arch Enemy, Enemy, Arch Enemy album. Alright, one, two, three. So, number eight would be Red Hot Chili Peppers, Unlimited Love. This wasn't a great album, but it was it was far better than The Getaway. The Getaway was fucking trash. It was absolutely fucking trash. I hated the album, but now that John Frusciante is back and doing his thing, you can hella tell this is the best work that, they, as far as I'm concerned... This is the best work they've done since Californication. It's a lot of nonsensical references to California and all and Los Angeles and but it feels it's just a great summer summer album. You could pop it on, drink a glass of wine, drink a few brewskis, just put that on, maybe smoke a little dope as we like to say and listen to it. It's a it's a fantastic album to where you can just groove to it. So that's my number eight. Number seven would have to, and I'm I'm looking at this in a different way though. I wrote it down because I'm I'm going off. Number seven would be Clutch Sunrise on Slaughter Beach. I've never been a Clutch fan at all. Never been a Clutch fan, but this album sold me on them. I think they're fantastic now. I hope they do another album like this. Loved it. Number six would be Alter Bridges, Pawns and Kings. The way they set this album up, I, I, I fucking loved it. I had a great time with it. You had Mark Triamani singing some vocals while... Uh, I can't believe I'm blanking on the lead singer, but the lead singer was doing vocals and vice versa. Like The whole album was just Miles Kennedy, if I'm not mistaken. The the album was just fantastic and I had a blast with it. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, so six. The next album would definitely be Lamb of God Omens. Lamb of God Omens was fantastic. It was it was one of my all time favorites of this year. It was brutal too. It, it, like Lamb of God ages like a fine whiskey. Like just when you think that it can't taste, like they, they just boom, they hit you with that hit that you just you love them. They're like a fine whiskey. You you, you savor them over the years, and they haven't gotten any worse. They've just gotten better. They are, they are at the very least they've stayed the same to where it's you're like this is the fucking shit. The next album would be Slipknot. The end so far. I, I hated this album at first. However, it grew on me, and I really started to fall in love with. There's some songs on there that I still hate. That I'm like this isn't a Slipknot album, or it's not. It's yeah, it's not a Slipknot album. It's a Stone Sour album. I love Stone Sour, but I want to hear a particular thing out of Slipknot, and that's why I kind of dock it a little bit more. But 
And I'm interested to see now that they're all, this is the last album that they contractually did with Roadrunner. I'm interested to see what kind of crazy shit they do in the next album because he, he, Corey Taylor and the entire rest of them admitted this isn't their last album. It's just the end so far, which is the end on Roadrunner. They're going independent next. If they make a Fear Factory archetype album like like Fear Factory did when Fear Factory went independent with archetype, we might see some real brutal shit from these motherfuckers the next album. And then this is where I narr- this one was hard because I love both these albums and I've listened to them multiple times, but I think my number two would have to be Ramstein's Zeit. Uh, Zeit was fucking amazing. I hated their last album, but this album was very fantastic. There's some really brutal shit in it, and if you actually know the German dialect, you actually can look it up for yourselves and you listen and hear, especially from German people who are natively German speaking people. There's a, there, I'll have to look it up and put it on the next episode, but there's a guy on, on YouTube who actually breaks, who is German, who is native German, and he breaks down every song critically and tells you the meaning, what the dialect means, and what the overall tones are. Even if you didn't have that, you could still listen to this album and be like, this move, this album's far more fucking sarcastic, brutal, and pessimistic than the last album. And it's actually pretty funny, too. Especially when you get into songs like Zigzag, like that song's about plastic surgery, and and maybe not the dangers of plastic surgery, but the the if you watch the video yourself, you can see the over the top nature of plastic surgery, and not just in this country, but throughout certain areas, even in Germany. Like it, it, the album's fantastic, and I think it's brilliant, and I hope. Uh, some are saying this is their last album. I don't think it will be. I think they've got a couple more under their belt. However, if this is their last album and I'm wrong, this is the way to go out because Zeit is fucking fantastic. And that leaves me with the number one album. And this is only because, not because it is the best, which it, in my opinion, it is one of my favorite albums. I've listened to it over and over again on my CD player and the vinyl. I have both the CD and the vinyl. And that's Ghost Imperia. Imperia is just a next step in their evolution of being a better band than they were before. It's not a perfect album, and I don't even think I like it as much as Prequels, but this fucking album was fantastic, and I just, especially with um, Call Me Little Sunshine, Watcher in the Sky, I cannot stop listening to, especially with that fucking solo Toward the end, where just like it's a great album. Twenties, I'm not a big fan of. I think it's fucking a stupid song. But Griftwood, Watcher in the Sky, Call Me Little Sunshine, like there's so many great tracks on that album. It's it's a banger. There's very 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 little filler in it. It's just it's 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 a great it's a great album, and I can't stop listening to it. So that's what I'm gonna go with. That's my number one of the year. And I'm not surprised when I heard it. I'm like, this is going to be my number one album. I can see it already. Unless someone like... 
And if I really was critical, I could look over all these, other, and all of them could be my well, not all of them, but um, Arch Enemy could have been number one. Alter Bridge could have been number one. Lamb of God definitely could have, and so could have Ramstein. If you asked me tomorrow, I probably would have said Ramstein's better. The Ramstein's album is better than Ghost. So, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong on just my own list, but that's what I listen to the most, and that's what I'm going off of. Excuse me. And then we're going to wrap this up with most anticipated. What am I looking forward to in 2023? There's some things that I... I cannot fucking wait for. And we'll start off with Scream 6. I'm just... I'll say it right there. Like I said in the... As we were moving off. Scream 6, I can't wait to it. They could really fuck it up. Just like Chucky fucked up Season 2 of his show. And I didn't put that on the worst just because... I was more disappointed with it. Just like Hellraiser, I didn't put that on Worst Movie, which it could have been easily. But the Hulu Hellraiser was just... The only reason why it didn't get on the list of most dis- or the worst of the year is because it wasn't horrible. And I can honestly say, even for all its flaws and what I didn't like about the Hellraiser Hulu film, I could say I want to see more of that iteration of Hellraiser. Especially more Jamie Clayton as Pinhead. So you guys missed the mark. But going back to what we were discussing, Scream 6, please don't shit the bed. I'm really hoping that this can be a really great fucking film. And especially with what Jenny Ortega and some people have been saying. Like Jenny Ortega said, it's so action-packed and so brutal and violent that you won't even... It will take away from missing Nev Campbell being in the movie because we all know the controversy. We talked about it, how she wasn't given the bag, her what she's entitled, so she walked away. We talked about it on other episodes. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 highly looking forward to Scream Six. I know I said I hated Blah or excuse me, I hated uh, X and Pearl. But I'm still looking forward to Ty West's next project, which will be Maxine. I'm looking forward to that because I like Ty West. I I, I like his other films. Just X and, and, per, and Pearl did not do it for me. They just didn't. They were not good in my book. But his other films, like House of the Devil... Uh, I can't remember what the other one was. I think it's The Gatekeepers. Like They were fantastic films. Like he's He makes great shit. It's just, these films didn't do it for me. So I am very looking forward to Maxine and hoping that that is in the trilogy because it's going to be the third part of the trilogy of X and Pearl. I'm hoping that's the one that kills it for me and brings me back to being like diehard, ass-sniffing Ty West fan, but we'll see. Another thing that I'm looking forward to is two shows that are confirmed and that was another show that I didn't put on my... I didn't. I don't know if I... Did I mention? I think I mentioned Tokyo Vice. Season 2 of Tokyo Vice is coming. Uh, no, I didn't. Or I think I did. I didn't mention it. If I didn't, I, I should have. Tokyo Vice was another one of my all-time favorites of this past year. And I can't wait for Season 2. And we have been confirmed by HBO themselves. A fourth season of True Detective is coming. 
Jodie Foster will be starring in it, and I cannot wait for that shit. I'm 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 even looking more forward to that than Tokyo Vice because True Detective, the first season was fantastic. Second season and the third season I really enjoyed. I know a, pe- a lot of people didn't, but I fucking loved third season of True Detective. So I'm hoping this one brings it back to form from the first season. <clears throat> Another thing I'm really anticipated for, uh, I don't know if it's going to be at WrestleMania or if it's a money in a bank scenario, but I'm in, and it's going to happen. It has to. On a on a wrestling related note, I am looking forward to Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns for the fucking title, and Cody has to dethrone Roman Reigns. He has to be the one. Once Cody comes back and he is healed, there's just there's no doubt in my mind that that match is happening. I don't even care if it goes into we're going further down the line and it's at SummerSlam in August, but it is happening, and I think Cody is dethroning. Ending the bloodline, especially now that we're getting close to a sale, and they are regardless of if it's the beginning of next year and we see it, the WWE is being sold, so we need to make that happen. Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns for the fucking title, the heavyweight championship, the Universal Heavyweight Championship, or whatever the fuck you're calling it today. The next thing I will say is the Flash. I'm looking forward to the Flash, even though Ezra Miller is a scumbag and he can't control himself. I am looking forward to the Flash. The other thing that I'm looking forward to is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning after Top Gun Maverick. I think a lot of us are looking forward to that damn movie. So... And then I'm going to get into the things that I really, 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 really am getting excited for. One of them is the Dead Space remake. I cannot wait to play that. That's in a couple weeks as I'm recording this. And I might even do a review on it because I am buying it. I am purchasing it and I will be playing it on the Xbox Series S. Because I'm a cheapskate. Anyway, I'm looking forward to that. And then I'm also looking forward to Resident Evil 4 in March. The end, I think it's the 24th. Cannot wait. Because we, we literally get Dead Space at the end of this month. And then that'll hold us over until we get Resident Evil 4 in the end of March. So, I'm, 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 oh God, I'm just getting goosebumps and shaking just thinking about them. Can't wait. I hope they don't fuck them up. I really hope they don't fuck them up because Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 4 are my all time favorite. Not just Resident Evil series in the entry, but survival horror of all time. And third behind that is Dead Space. The first Dead Space. So, Dead Space 2 is cool, but the first one is that's how you make survival horror. So, I'm hoping they don't fuck this shit up. We'll see. I'm hoping, I'm hoping we can say by the end of this, you know, December next year. Hey, this is, but we'll see. And then we get down to the final two that I'm most anticipated for. Excuse me, and then we'll wrap it up. Metallica is coming out with a new album, 72 Seasons. I cannot fucking wait. I didn't hate their last album, but I didn't love it as much as I loved Death Magnetic. 
I thought that Death Magnetic was a far superior album to Hardwired to Self-Destruct. And it's not saying that Hardwired to Self-Destruct sucked. I'm just saying it wasn't as good as Death Magnetic. 72 seasons, especially with Lex and Turner. Lux and Turner. That feels more like Death Magnetic than... It feels like a perfect mixture of Hardwired to Self-Destruct with Death Magnetic. So I'm hoping we get... Because Metallica cannot do this for any much longer. They're old fucks, just like me. They cannot do this for much longer. They've been, they've been doing this since the fucking 80s. They're 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 winding down their career. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. The Stranger Things is giving them a new form of popularity. They cannot do this for much longer. So, I'm hoping this is the banger to end all bangers with Metallica albums. So, I'm definitely purchase. I'm getting a vinyl copy. I don't care. I don't care if it costs me fifty bucks. I'm buying a vinyl copy of that fucking album and I am popping it in and listening to that sweet sweet vinyl Chiba. However. For most of you who know me and know how much I love it, and we've done this in the past, my most anticipated thing of 2023 is, in November, Dune Part 2. I cannot fucking wait. I will stand up and shout to the mountaintops. I cannot wait until Dune Part 2. And I'll discuss it more on Filmmaker Mike and the Boys when we do another episode. I don't know when we're doing it next, but I cannot wait for Dune Part 2. I, is it, not to be too offensive, but it's making my dick hard just thinking about it. Just thinking about the added cast members we know of, Christopher Walken, Florence Pugh playing Princess Irulan. I cannot wait to see what we get from Denis Villeneuve in the new fucking Dune. Because he did a great job in the first part. I can't wait to see how he knocks it out of the park with the second one. So that is my most anticipated. That was my list. I'm glad uh, for those of you that stuck with my rambling and my stuttering and all the other bullshit. I'm glad that you stuck with me and listened to it. And you can hear me on Filmmaker Mike and the Boys really go in detail with this shit when the next episode that we do. And if you haven't listened to Filmmaker Mike and the Boys, what are you doing? You got to check them out. Great, great, great podcast where there's three of us where we all banter and have a great time. So if you haven't checked that out, check it out already. Or haven't already checked it out, check it out. Love you guys. For those of you that are still listening, I love you. Cherish you. Cherish your ashes forever. And uh, if you got any questions, ask me. You know, you can put them on here on, on on the forum. And then, you know, even better, let me hear what you are most anticipating. I'd love to hear what the remaining listeners of this podcast are. What are you most looking forward to? That's what I want to know. At any rate, I'll see you on the next episode. I love you guys and peace. Have a good one.